Hello, Healthcare Experience Matters podcast listeners. This is your host, Casey Callanan. And before we jump into today's amazing episode with Dr. Nita McGee, I want to tell you a little bit about the Compassionate Leader Certificate taking place February 24th and 25th, 2022 from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Our guest today, Dr. Nita McGee, discusses what she learned in a previous Certificate in Foundations of Compassionate Leadership event when she took it a few months back. Clearly, she got a lot out of it, and we're so excited to share with you today's episode with Dr. McGee, so let's jump into it now. If you want more information on the Certificate in Foundations of Compassionate Leadership event, I am including a link for more information on it. You can also get more information on this event by simply visiting healthcareexperience.org front slash webinars. That's healthcareexperience.org front slash webinars. I'm really excited about today's podcast. We have with us Dr. Nita McGee. She's a mental health nurse practitioner with GV Sunny Montgomery VA Medical Center in Jackson, Mississippi. She's been in a leadership role there since 2013. So we're going to discuss compassionate leadership, and I'm going to ask her some questions about this subject. And before we get rolling here, Dr. McGee, please just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Okay. Thank you, Casey. As you mentioned, I am a mental health nurse practitioner. I've been at the GV Sonny Montgomery VA Medical Center in Jackson, Mississippi for about 26 years, but I have over 30 years of healthcare experience. Earlier than that, I was in the role of oncology, which gave another little piece to compassion, but I've been working the entire time in mental health since that time. And I have 17 years of experience as a mental health nurse practitioner. And as you said, 2013 is when I started my leadership role. I completed my doctorate in nursing leadership um, in 2013. And that's when, since that time, I've had this position. And I lead for my medical center, the mental health nurse practitioners, are we are called advanced practice nurses. But I function in that role and a clinical role. So I'm dual, I serve dual role. Well, we will definitely have to have you back on at some point because mental health is such an important topic. I really appreciate the work that you're doing in that field. So how would you define compassion and why is compassion needed so much right now? So compassion is one of those emotions that often are triggered, but if we don't notice it, we tend to miss the suffering of others. So when we consider this concept and why it's needed right now, even from a mental health standpoint or just in general, I think about the global pandemic and some of the things we're encountering in the world period and being attentive makes us have that compassion to where we take actions to relieve that suffering from anybody else. And, and, and for me, that makes a significant difference in providing quality care or just being a human all, you know, in, in itself. As a healthcare provider, um, I've always had that sense of compassion and wanting to help others, but that's partly what attracted me to the profession itself. But right now, it's even more important because again, I'll say that if we miss the opportunity to be compassionate and to feel what others may feel, we we miss that opportunity to make, make that difference. And just being able to consider others, which leads to ourselves and to the, sometimes as leaders, staff that we manage, we are able to have those positive impacts. 
Outstanding. And given that you are in a leadership role, I want to get your opinion on what does it mean to be a compassionate leader? How would you define that? Oh, wow. Being a compassionate leader for me in my role and developing uh, is being supportive and encouraging those staff that I'm responsible for influencing or even leading. I believe that it builds those connections that we need that for me makes my job a little bit easier because I do consider myself a role model to them and being able to consider their well-being and them being successful is part of being a compassionate leader. Part of it is being able to be familiar enough with them. And I do, I know my staff that when something is off base with them, I'm able to kind of identify it and be able to step in. And and sometimes that means just listening and being able to, to, the phrase, meet them where they are instead of being at that, that leader's role. And for me, it builds that trust. And because I am aware, they trust me enough that if something is going on or something is occurring with it with them, even in the workplace or outside, they know that I, I'm going to give them that support and I'm going to bring to the table what they may need to help solve that or just ease it up a little bit. And again, I'll say sometimes it's just me listening and, and being attentive and shut my computer down, turning my chair around and looking at them. You know, so that that being able to connect and them visually knowing that I'm able to connect and that I am listening, it that's the to me a compassionate leader. You hear the words compassion and empathy thrown around a lot. Perhaps they're used interchangeably, maybe incorrectly. So I want to ask you about the difference between compassion and empathy and what what do you think about that? Well, I will honestly tell you when before I took the compassion leadership uh, certificate, I am one of those individuals who thought they were the same. But I've developed an an entire new sense and being able to to separate them. I know they're not the same. They're totally different. They're dependent on each other, but they are totally different. Empathy is important. Again, I'll say don't get me wrong, but empathy helps us develop those uh, human connections. But without compassion, we're just feeling them or feeling whatever's going on. But the compassion part is taking actions. Now, what can I do? What do you need from me? What next step do I need to take to make this better if I can make it better? And it helps us to lead to understanding of just taking those deliberate actions to be empathetic, but compassionate at the same time. Empathy by itself can offer where we're more impulsive and we react and we're not genuine sometimes with the actions that we're taking. As a leader, we're able to recognize the differences and that in itself for me, engage and and inspires the people that we're leading. That is really well said. I think it completely makes a lot more sense in my mind now. And I think Hopefully some of the listeners who were unclear on that, it'll make more sense now as well. That's definitely well said. How would you define self-compassion? Self-compassion is a struggle for me personally, but self-compassion is being able to recognize when something is wrong and treating myself or considering myself as as I would somebody else. So the staff that I manage, 
I may be supportive and all of that, but do I really look somewhere for support? Do I look at the things that I need to be successful in my role? And just that self-compassion means that in difficult times, I don't just ignore it and say, oh, it's an in the meantime matter or that I expect it to just disappear or either say this is temporary move forward. So just kind of being able to understand that I am human, understanding that it allows me as an individual to be able to recognize when I'm not perfect. If I failed at something, accepting that that imperfection or that failure and, and how can I change it? And knowing that being able to identify life experiences or even understanding that they help me grow as a person and as a leader, I think that helps develop my self-compassion and therefore my ability to be a compassionate leader. Excellent. And habits. What are some compassionate leadership habits? Again, I'm going to refer back to the compassionate leadership uh, experience that I had recently. I always knew that it was some type of leadership style, but I was reminded that compassionate leadership is a servant leadership style and that as a compassionate leader, serving others for the greater good or making decisions for the greater good is part of being a compassionate leader. And oftentimes it's difficult to have that serve first mindset, but it's an important habit to have to be a compassionate leader. The compassionate leader is one who begins with first respecting myself and then acting, acting, taking actions with purpose. As a compassionate leader, that individual would uh, serve instead of command. So being that kind of leader that can know that you're serving and not just passing out orders or giving direction, it's the way we can deliver that message through demonstrating humility. It takes a, a, a sense of humility. And just demonstrating that humility, I believe it inspires and influences others. This type of leader can serve as a role model and help build a compassionate culture. Uh, the compassionate leader is also positive and forward thinking. And we're always looking for ways to enhance the development of the staff that we are responsible for leading. And this habit helps explore the other individual strengths and values. And in turn, I've realized that it unlocks their potential. They're more creative and they, they tend to have a sense of purpose and follow the guidelines and the, the expectations that are set forth. As a leader, you are certainly familiar with workplace culture. So as far as you see it, what are some traits of compassionate workplace culture? What are some good signs? Some good signs would be assuming positive intent, listening to the staff and, and coming in, not being judgmental and not having those grimacing and those facial expressions of disagreement, just actively listening, understanding that there are some times that, that, that it's going to be a difficult decision that needs to be made, but empathize at the same time. I'll go with the empathy, compassion combination, but being sympathetic, empathetic, and embracing the different views that others may have. And as I mentioned a moment ago, shutting my computer down, turning my chair around, actively listening means that I'm present. So being present is very important. And sometimes stay, taking that step back and just slowing down, even if that means me leaving my office, going to them, being around, making my rounds, being 
away from areas that may distract me. And I can just tell you in my workplace, the we have Microsoft Teams and the little noise that comes from that or either from um, the telephone ringing. So I, I will try to eliminate as many distractions as possible if I'm meeting with them. And I also tend to be more quiet is what I'm going to say. I'll go back to the act of the listening. I may not make a decision right away so that I, I it made that decision may take other people views, but I let that person know that I'm respecting their views and that I am, I am being consistent with what I'm offering and not just reacting uh, off of what they're coming with. Cause it could easily be another idea or a situation, or it could it be something that is the back in the background for whatever is going on. So um, the next thing I would say is self-awareness and taking care of ourselves. And I am learning to do daily self-care. Um, I do the uh, morning meditations. I do my morning communion, which from a religious standpoint, not offending anybody, but that's my practice. Um, my morning communion and um, just mindfulness. So taking some of the steps to take care of myself so that I know that I'm at the top of my game to be able to offer the best management and the best leadership that I can and the um, my with the goal of being a high performer. And then that way they can see it and I'm available to the staff whenever I need to be. And I believe that that, reduce, that helps to reduce the errors that could be made. And then also just, I, I want to make it very clear that I acknowledge whoever's listening to this, that I acknowledge that it's difficult, but an important thing to remember is learning how to balance work outside of in the rest of our life, being able to figure out where to draw that line. And as a compassionate leader, we may internalize a little bit more than some other leadership styles, but learning to, to, to separate the two will allow us to take care of ourselves. Whereas in healthcare, and I can tell you mental health, we're good at telling our patients, I need you to take care of yourself so you can take care of others. So that same type of thing kind of fits into being one of those habits that we should have. Yeah. And consistency is something that I really think shines in what you were talking about. When you talk about your routines and and I, I don't think that stuff happens overnight. I think it takes time. Um, I might be wrong, but why is it important that we strive to be consistent with compassion? Because when we're consistent, I truly believe that it builds that trust that the staff needs in us. And, and they know that if a decision is made, like I mentioned a moment ago, making that difficult decision, they know that making that difficult decision is in the best interest and that they're at the forefront of what that decision is, that I'm not showing favoritism, that I'm not being rough on them, that I'm doing what needs to be done. And that trust building part, like I said, is there. But I also presented to the, the my, to the team I manage a discussion about compassion fatigue, because one of the things that I was noticing was not that they weren't caring and not that I wasn't caring, but it was just difficult. And it was leading to some burnout. And there was some staff that I noticed was taking a little bit more time off than needed to be or that they normally took. And um, I, because I review charts, being able to notice their documentation had adjusted, you know, um, some of the decisions that they would have made beforehand. So 
because I am consistent and I strive to be consistent. They know that if I come to them with a concern or if they come to me, some actions are going to be taken. So I'll say again that trust building just adds on to how we can can be effective as a leader and how we can let them know that we're genuine in every action that we take instead of it being punitive and not being positive, that even though it may seem a certain way that it's not and that we're able to adapt and to quickly change whatever comes, we're able to adjust and we're able to guide them through those adjustments that that need to occur. Is it true compassionate leaders create stronger connections between people? And if that is true, does it possibly contribute to lower rates of employee turnover? Because I know that is a big topic of concern right now in our field of of healthcare. I will say from a personal standpoint, yes, it's true. It takes that wisdom and that self-awareness to help build one of the the attributes of being a a compassionate leader. But having that deeper understanding helps build that that connection with people. They know that you're more than an individual behind a chair typing at a computer, giving them their proficiencies and evaluating them or either you have more years of experience than they do. They know that wisdom that you bring along with it is what you're leading with and they trust your leadership and you understand with motives. I'm going to say that with motives, they understand that you're leading and you want them to be successful and you're connecting with them to where if they call you, they're not afraid to call because they don't know what to expect. By creating that connection, you're able to be that ear, be that person, that that sounding board is what I call it. You're able to be a little bit more present in giving that feedback. Even if it's tough, you're able to, to build that connection with that person to where they can take that and know, okay, now, what can I do to be better? What can I do to develop? Because as a leader, you are trying to help that person develop. It may be professional. It may be personal. You may have some things in, that you can offer that will help enhance. And in turn, not about making my job easier, but it does because I'm not having to put energy into something and, and not able to prioritize what I need to prioritize. So that connection, that, but that, that stronger connection that you develop with people, not just in the workplace, but that connection helps make it a little bit easier. And I think that having those attributes and, and habits as a compassionate leader helps develop that. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Dr. Nita McGee. She's a mental health nurse practitioner and manager with GV Sunny Montgomery VA Medical Center in Jackson, Mississippi. This has been an excellent conversation. And as we work towards wrapping up here, Dr. McGee, do you have anything else or any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with before we close it out? Well, what I would like to say is that I know you all have heard me mention a couple of times about the Healthcare Experience Foundation and the Compassionate Leadership um, Workshop that I attended. Uh, or certificate program. But what I will tell you, if you have not tried it and have not attended, I'm going to tell you too. For, for me, the workshop helped to narrow down what I was doing right and the steps that I needed to change to become more of a compassionate leader. I believe, and, and when I talked with the staff, they told me that I, I do have those attributes 
and those behaviors and that that I have a level of trust with them. But being able to identify how important I am and that beginning with taking care of myself first and then the workshop allowed an opportunity. It's very interactive. It allowed an opportunity for me to to communicate with other leaders. And, and it eased my anxiety of thinking that I was the only one feeling certain things or feeling alone and being able to, I, the word I'm going to use to describe it is phenomenal. It was a phenomenal experience. I used the journaling and the techniques and the things that I learned from the, from the workshop. So even if you have to read up on becoming a compassionate leader and understanding what it is to be a servant leader. By putting others first, I actually am taking care of myself. So that's what I will leave with because it was a professional change in experience for me. And it has helped eliminate a lot of anxieties and stress. Dr. McGee, thank you so much for your time. And for those that may be interested, the Certificate in Foundations of Compassionate Leadership workshop will continue. Its next session will be February 24th and the 25th, 2022. So for those listening, there will be information on that that I will include in the description of this podcast episode. So be on the lookout for that. And of course, healthcareexperience.org for more information as well. Thank you again so much for your time, Dr. McGee. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Healthcare Experience Matters is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation. To learn more, please visit healthcareexperience.org. That's healthcareexperience.org.